Hello, friends. I'm Zach, and I have a story. I know, we all have a story. But my story begins in the living room when I walked in, and all of a sudden, the Christmas tree attacked me. My significant other ran and kicked its head off into the fireplace, and down came the lost remote. That's right, we're talking about the 1984 Dante classic, Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins is a story of a um, of an inventor father who travels to a unique shop in Chinatown and finds a mogwai. Thinking this is the perfect gift for his son, he takes it home and tells him the three rules. Do not get it wet. Do not let it in the bright light, especially sunlight. It'll kill it. And do not ever feed him after midnight. Well, of course, the son, Billy, breaks all breaks two of them really quick and gets it wet the first day he has the mogwai in gizmo and then feeds him after midnight quickly after so the gremlins run afoot gentlemen this movie is classic and i just have a dying question to ask you is billy the worst pet owner in a horror movie of all time no 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 that's great almost no, everything billy... that happened was not his fault Oh, everything that happened was his fault. He's sloppy. He didn't spill the water. But he, he to be fair, to be fair, he did set Gizmo next to a full cup of water with a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, but it was Corey Feldman, and he's usually responsible. Yeah. <laughs> and he also, uh, well, I'm just saying because he takes his dog into the bank uh, where he works as a bank teller. That's yeah. a great decision. Uh, he loses his dog in the middle of the night and blames a woman, which that's not really his fault either. That's the the newfound mogwai's just trying to take out Barney. But yeah, I just <laughs> Billy. Okay, Billy is the most unfortunate pet owner of all time. Okay, I'll get behind that. <laughs> yeah, let's say I was like, <laughs> they, they sabotaged his clock, man. I mean, like what? He 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 checked. He checked the time before he gave him the delicious chicken. I just figure he didn't notice that it had been 11.35 for like 12 hours <laughs> or 13 hours. <laughs> I mean, I don't check the clock very often. Mm. When it's night, it's night, bro. Yeah. Uh, I like I like at the beginning you refer to it as the Dante classic as if it's like the Inferno or like the, you know, <laughs> not the Joe Dante classic. Uh, uh, yeah. The director, Joe Dante, not the author of the talking about the layers uh, yes, of hell. Yes, the movie director that is currently living, <laughs> not the yeah. author that died a millennia ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, could have been based on a tale by Dante. <laughs> the twelfth gremlin of hell or something. Uh yeah, no, this is uh this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um instantly when I watch this, it's uh I know it, it, I don't I don't know if it's actually supposed to be or not i just instantly fall into loving it as a kid and so anything that's supposed to be scary i just immediately pop and laugh and have a good time with and uh i don't know do you guys share that same opinion or you uh i would say this one is if you, if you compare this one to the second one this yeah. one's definitely a horror comedy yeah there's, there are there's horror elements <clears throat> even though it, there's a lot of comedy wackiness going on Yes. Which, which would, like, based on the gremlins, we're going to go from the metaphysics here, because, yes, I'm, I'm going to throw in into the basket that uh, 
these are supernatural creatures. Is anyone gonna is anyone gonna disagree with that? Uh, of course not. Yeah. Like Well, <clears throat> I agree with you. Yeah, I was about to say. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh they would they would hearken from like uh a realm of let's say mischief rather than just evil. I would say because there's a lot of referential stuff that they do. So they have like a innate knowledge of the culture they're in and tend to make a mockery of it. Do you think they pull that just from uh, Gizmo or is it more than that? Like, is it stuff Gizmo's observed or? No, I think it's, I think it's something innate to them as into like individual gremlins like they they just know it's like they know the worst things to do even though it almost seems like it's chaotic as in random for instance let's go with like the stoplight you know one of them's in there just screwing around with the wires with seemingly no goal but the end result is all the lights turn green yeah that similar thing with uh deagle's chair yeah, they're just messing with it. They don't know exactly what's going to happen, but they haven't. You know, they they just are trying to cause mischief. They're just trying to yeah, make, and uh, and you know, like when it, when it, when I'd say like they that's their domain is one of mischief and you know they they're also murderous, but you know, they 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 like to have a laugh, you know. Yeah, but. I, I think their their main goal is to first cause chaos, and then the backup goal is <laughs> if someone dies, they die. <laughs> well, they, ha- they have zero regard for life, period. Yeah. There's yeah. their own. They don't, they don't care. <laughs> their species, they don't like care the about. Look, the look they give when something dies right next to them, and then they're back to the normal. You know, yeah. like, And then uh, they laugh. Yeah. Well, on this one, it was a little more subtle, but like, uh, you know, I, I especially on two, they have a couple, you know, one of those times where the one dies right next to him. But I think, uh, but Brian, see the, the one thing that I've noticed and it's in this one and then the next one a little bit, they mainly like with gizmo, they never try to really kill gizmo. It's more, mainly torturing gizmo and like, you know, causing him physical pain, but not killing him because it's like, oh. they know that, that they're going to need more, that they, they're not, you know, yeah, gizmo's their world. ticket. Yeah, he's the portal. Yeah, for so. it, it'd be like he is the box from Hellraiser. Yeah, you know, that's a good. But he's like a, he's an unfortunate character because he is obviously not like them. But so like he's a gatekeeper in a sense. You know, he's like ah, uh, he's like he's offered food after midnight. He's like no. I'm good. He he knew it was after midnight because he he knows some something obviously he feels and he knows that he should not eat and he will not eat after midnight. Good Mogwai. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which and he's and I think because he's the original, he doesn't have that drive to become the gremlin like a, you know the other obviously, but the the you know his his back babies. Yeah. <laughs> They their drive is to become gremlins, you know. They and it, and I think that's in the the sequel as well that 
the the spawn their whole goal is to become the gremlin and create chaos and his is mm-hmm. just to you know live his life brian i got a question time. for you yeah go ahead does your sweet treat revolve around anything with mr futterman mr futterman no okay so we so can go, talk. go for it do it so we could talk about the fact that he was right and there was definitely gremlins in the war well, that's a weird one. That's a weird one to think about because if if you were to say yes, you would have to assume that it was their enemies using it. Mm-hmm. But China at the time was not an enemy. In fact, there's probably very little interaction with China and the U.S. Uh, there, there probably was some. It'd be kind of naive to think there yeah. wasn't. But the primary uh, adversary then was Japan, and perhaps it was um, <clears throat> cough cough, uh, not meaning to strike on current events, but perhaps it was one of China's forms of biological warfare, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it kind of spread from Japanese planes and other equipment to Americans. Oh. I I, uh, I I seem to believe Mr. Futterman. And, you know, it's hypothetically, they could have, you know, somebody could have, you know, interacted with them before and known about them and even stolen them from, you know, China and used them or anything. But just, yeah. I don't know. Are you on team real gremlin or not for Mr. Futterman? I'm, I'm Futterman is right at this point. I I think he was right is simply for the fact that his first time he even saw him, he was able to identify exactly what they were. You know, when the tractor burst out and he sees the one, it's gremlins. That's yeah. probably the best bit of evidence to support that, that he immediately recognized and said, that's a gremlin. Well, yeah, I mean, he wasn't uh, that there's something on the wing guy. He was, he was currently being chased down by his, like, uh, <laughs> back or whatever. By his American-made Kentucky Harvester or whatever the <laughs> yeah, hell it Whatever it was, <laughs> was barreling through the living room. I like it. Is his snowplow, Kentucky, whatever it was. But, yeah. Whatever I mean, it was, yeah. And, you know, um, I want to talk about, it's Kate, right? That's who Phoebe Kate is, and this is Kate. Uh, I can't think. Anyway, of I, so uh, yeah, Kate was completely. I just referred uh, to her as a terrible Christmas girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a bad, show, times show, bad times at time. Christmas High. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so uh, she uh, saves Futterman's life whenever. I don't think he's going to get in a wreck whenever he's driving the snowplow home. I think it's going to take him so long he's going to freeze to death with no doors or anything on it. <laughs> Probably. When they're leaving the bar or the tavern. A couple drinks keeps you warm. Mm-hmm. It also makes you fall asleep outside and die. Yeah, it's a small town. Um, so this movie, I think it's pretty impressive the way it balances. Like, it gets away with some of those silly things. Like, the... Uh, mm-hmm. Right at the end, when Gizmo crashes the the car, mm-hmm. there's some mini explosion for it. Like it does a little like, which is ridiculous, and it wouldn't. But like, <clears throat> yeah, it everything it does, like I think it just like it does it so well and keeps mm-hmm. sticks with the dark and all that. I just, mm, I I oh. kept like watching it this time. I kept being like, that worked. There's so many little things that work. 
yeah. even though they shouldn't. You know, like a, any other movie, any other director, I don't think they handle it in a way that it pulls off and it just seems stupid or condescending. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I don't think, like the carolers or, you know, once the gremlins are, you know, wearing mittens and stuff like that. I don't know. Yes. No, that's, 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 that's what I'm talking about when I, kind of, when I talk about their mischief nature. Like they have yeah. this innate knowledge of what where they are and when it is and, and what they should be doing to get the most effect out of their antics yeah. and um it it's um i like a a similar uh supernatural creature if you will or power source let's just say <laughs> that would be the mask sure but they're 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 a little diluted, you know. It's not as powerful as the mask. It's like you know they 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 have do they do have some physical limitations, but there's a lot of them, so it's it's mm-hmm. a little different, and it's easy to make more, you know. And they they also are ad- averse to sunlight, as is the mask. Right. You know, it's it's it. There's a lot of common themes when it comes to the supernatural realm of mischief very rarely does it take place in the daylight either figuratively or uh literally so when it comes to them doing those kind of goofy things with the mittens and you know them dressing up you know they're i i I feel like that's just part of them enjoying themselves as they do what they're doing i I but I'm just I just enjoy that they're walking down the street and they know they need to hit a department store before they go terrorize Deagle. <laughs> we gotta get a bunch of little hats, coats, and <laughs> I, they could have just manifested those things. Possible. But I doubt it. They probably just knew where to get it. Yeah. But yeah, I just and I Yum, so yeah. when I was a when I was a kid and I first watched this, I did not place that. The woman that shot out of the, I mean, even though it says it, but it's just a detail I missed. I remember missing this child. The, when, when Deagle shoots out of her house, I did not place that that was the same woman at the beginning who was trying to kill the dog when uh-huh. I was a young, little kid. Because, I mean, I just, I think it was like, I don't because know. Because she didn't have the hat on. The, the, yeah, the, she the wig. It's glamorous at night, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, just trying it's to like Cruella DeVille without a wig and like in a regular robe. Mhm. So yeah, I just, I just, I just remember like when I was a child, I never, I didn't catch that, and then I think I was in my teens, I was like, oh wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's obviously the same person. I don't think we'll have a discussion against that. Uh, but yeah, man, I just, I don't know, I want to throw some love towards good old Joe Dante here, and we have a. I like that. <laughs> I think I've forgotten it was written by Chris Columbus, which is why. Yeah. Um, it's Chris that's... Columbus, the 80s Christmas king. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he did. He wrote this. He directed Home Alone. Um, I don't know. I thought he had something to do with uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation, but he might have been originally supposed to direct it and then moved off of it to Home Alone. I can't remember. When did Home Alone come out? I think 91. Okay, so it wouldn't be the 80s. So I'm but... going to say he's not the 80s Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 90. 
Close enough. <laughs> but it's not going to work. Yeah, no. Now, does he channel Christmas well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he did. Uh, oh God! Here we go. <laughs> he he was uh, thanked in a fan film. <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say is he wrote. Uh, he's done a lot of Christmas stuff. He did. Uh, oh look! It's it's Gremlins versus Pumpkinhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, he didn't do a lot. He did the cranks, and he did. Um, yeah. The Christmas Chronicles, part two. Oh. There's a few things. Two. Yeah, I didn't do part one, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Th- those are the recent ones, right? Yes. Yeah, with, uh, part two came out last year. With uh, Jack what? Burton. Yeah. Jack Burton. <laughs> oh, the Netflix ones. Yeah, the, I like the first one. Second I haven't seen it a, yet. A, a, the second one's a little bit more cartoony than the first. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Gremlins, Joe Dante, camera angles. Good work. Uh, he had kind of that, you know, obviously learned under Roger Corman. Uh, so we get some of our Corman players in this. Uh, what are you doing, Zach? I'm listening to you. You're... Oh, my camera zoomed in. <laughs> oh, okay. Looked like you were standing up. With like your face inside of your camera. Um, Obviously, we get some great Dick Miller here with the Futterman. Um, Big fan of the radio host. Uh, Rock and Ricky says, quit calling in with these pranks. Hey, that's not a Rock and Ricky fan. (laughs) If if these green creatures show themselves, we're going to hose them with the Marines. (laughs) Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. Go ahead, buddy. (laughs) That'll teach you. Yeah, he survives. He uh, big big fan of him from uh, Death Race 2000. He's the uh, like the 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 broadcaster on there over the top. Um, oh, okay. Also, yeah. what was the other thing I saw that he? Yeah, he's in Eating Raul, um, but like the Corman family and like the Corman lineage, especially around those mid 80s, like it's so fun to see it intersect. Um, you also have <clears throat> maybe what I think is kind of the start of Joe Dante thinking he's gonna do kind of that Corman thing and keep people around because you obviously get Feldman carried from this over to the Burbs, but I think that ended at that point. Um, but I think he was gonna probably try to work with some of the similar people and keep that going. Uh, who else? I think there was like one or two more in this. Yeah, uh, the Rock and Rod or whatever, Rock and so, Real- Ricky Rialto and the, 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 Dick the, Miller. Rock and Ricky, the Joe Dante. He he, uh, he did the Burbs as well. Yes. yes. Okay, that's funny because that was one of my considerations for doubling up. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so well, no wonder. I was like, I, I got a, I get I got the same feel from this that I did from the Burbs. So Arthur, you you like the Futtermans, I know you do in this, but the Futtermans to me are just like, uh, especially when you see the wife, that it's the uh, uh, all in the family of uh, yeah. this town. He's just like Archie, and she's just like Edith. Yeah, that's kind of what they were. Uh, I was just kind of I, I laugh every time I see her putting the fake fire 
<laughs> straightening up the logs. La, 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 la. Yeah, this is it's great. Damn foreign <laughs> TV. I gotta go fix the satellite dish. <laughs> yeah, what was the what was the brand he thought he should have gotten that was American made? Zenith. Zenith. I didn't we know that was an American brand. Uh, all right, so let's get into more than me. Uh, okay. Yeah. What's what's what, where do you where do you want to talk? You want to talk? Okay. For Gremlins, or yeah, well, I, well, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. Which was the mom alone in the house. Yes, that was one of the ones I wanted to make sure we got to. Do you yeah. hear what I hear? Like, I'm just like every t- like that was the first time I've ever heard that song, and every time I hear that song, I think of this movie and that scene. Me, me too, Brian. I'm such a <laughs> me boss. too. Like, so yeah. Uh, Billy should have just like backed his mom and let her go ape on the gremlins because she wiped out four of them in like an eight minute or well, you I know, guess three of them because you he don't got want to test your luck, it. you know. Like she still got she, injured and she yeah, was exposed by the tree. She wasn't playing around whenever she ran in the first three in the kitchen. <clears throat> that that's that's what they needed to do. She just needed to sit in the kitchen and uh, lure them all in there, and she would have taken care of all the gremlins. Well, you can tell what kind of woman she is by the size of the gingerbread men. Those were big. <laughs> She's like, I, I like large cookies. <laughs> Man, those, are, those are big ass cookies. They were huge. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm the gremlins. Oh. My cookie yelled, not the gumdrop button. There was there was a little too much frosting on them, but other than that. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so like it's a great scene. You get some use of the uh, of the Peltzer products or whatever. Uh, the the running gag throughout of the dad's inventions are just they pay off so well. Yeah, thought your dad fixed it. I did too. Interestingly enough, I believe they only don't malfunction in the presence of the gremlins yeah it's like their 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 inability to cause them to malfunction makes them function yeah <laughs> yeah it's like gremlin power applies opposite yeah <laughs> yep brian you're right he should be going through his house and writing down everything that they fixed for him on his inventions well i don't right. know if it's it was money. something they did it's more like an aura they gave off oh yeah oh improbability or something you know just like oh well it's gonna work perfectly yep i love his pitch to everybody he comes across i, <laughs> I really like i, I love the visual gags at the uh the inventor conference <laughs> i like the robot on the phone talking whenever he's talking to his wife the last time <laughs> yeah i mean well you've got robbie the robot you've got the time machine what else yeah. was in the background there oh it's just greatness just some nonsense. It's just packed full because it was a bunch of sci-fi nerds. It's, yeah. it's a lot yeah. more competitive than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. And you had the old school, the time machine with the swirly deal. Oh, man. Was he at like an early sci-fi con? And that's what he was really doing? He was, he was at an inventor's <laughs> think he wasn't even at a <laughs> Yeah. He's just, I'm going to an inventor's conference now. Yeah. Went to New York <laughs> City Comic Con. <laughs> I like to think it was actually the inventors of that area well maybe they was uh maybe it was double booked you know kind of like neither one of them were going to be large enough for the venues they share (laughs) the inventors convention and sci-fi cosplay conference yeah 
he would have picked up on it though. I would have I would have think thought he was a fan of old sci-fi. Probably. Mm-hmm. Well, because he to makes help. the illogical logical. Mm. Yeah, he smoke does go on his ashtray. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll it'll hold on to that smoke. <laughs> and then I love that the gas station attendant tries to sell it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good payoff. Good payoff there at it's, the end of the movie. It, there's it's it's one of a kind. <laughs> uh we got the uh Judge Reinhold reuniting with Phoebe Cates here. Obviously. I think I think that Brad Hamilton followed her. <laughs> from Ridgemount High and changed his name to Gerald. <laughs> a little, just a little, uh, uh, what's the Easter egg with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like the line is, Kate, you haven't seen my new apartment. And she replied, I haven't seen your old apartment. <laughs> awesome. Just totally awesome, Hamilton. Yep. Uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> it's a pretty good shutdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we're doing this movie justice right now. Okay, no. we want to do it justice. We'll we're go having one fun. Of the greatest things about this yeah, movie. It's a great movie. The greatest, one of the greatest, greatest things about this movie is obviously the uh, Gremlin ragtime theme or whatever. You know, their little their theme um, like um, that is an um, iconic um, song. Mm-hmm. Like I love. <laughs> Yeah. If you ever feel like causing chaos and mischief out on the streets, you blare that on a boombox or something, and you're going to get shit done. It's just like <laughs> everybody comes out and shit's going down. <laughs> Trash the neighborhood. Someone's playing Gremlins. Head inside. That's what I would do oh. on the purge. <laughs> right. So elaborate a little more. Like, what would your plan be while blaring? The uh, ragtime things. Oh, I would just go out and cause, like, I would just, I would do what gremlins do. I'd cause all kinds of, like, property damage, you know, yeah. that kind of things, like, tear shit up. <laughs> Talking about the, the lady again, the bank lady again, uh, I always, you know, you didn't see those stair chair things very often. Mm-mm. I was uh-huh. always leery of them. <laughs> her, you know, uh, that... her getting jettisoned out the house is such a, amazing scene any any time i see a stare that the chair like that in a movie i instantly kind of laugh and think about gremlins and so uh whenever i watched uh uh, the doll from the conjuring i can't think of her name uh annabelle 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 like creation and there's a chair for like a in in the early or mid 1900s there's a chair for a girl with a polio and it's going up and i just think oh i hope it shoots her out the second window second story window <laughs> <Marco. laughs> <laughs> yes and then you play it. and i i also love the tie-in with disney for this movie oh yeah i hope see and that's what like i wonder what their fascination is with the is it is it the music of snow white that they love uh i i i'm not i you know what I think the best thing about the Gremlins as a entity as a whole is that they don't really have many rules except for three. You know, it's other than that, you know, they're just gonna go nuts. Yeah, and, plus they'd uh, had an evening of chaos, so like yeah, so they're like, oh, everybody, we're gonna we're gonna pause and we're gonna we're gonna rock out with the dwarves. They hi ho all the way home, you know. Yeah, no, they love that song. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then, so, but Gizmo even starts singing in the in the lobby. Well, to be honest, it's catchy. And and yeah, I'm going to throw out something here of some group that I am pretty fond of. Uh, I can't remember what their name is. It's like Profondus something. I found it on YouTube once when I was looking up for um, uh, some one of the songs from uh, The Hobbit that the dwarves sing and some other stuff. And I found these guys, there's like this chorus group of gentlemen who do only like dwarf songs. And it's mostly like Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. And as a bit of a joke and a nod, they did, they did the uh, dig, 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 dig. They did, they did the seven dwarves theme stuff from uh, uh, Snow Snow White White and the seven dwarves. And it is awesome. That's a nice. It is nice, but uh, yeah, it's catchy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't fault the Gremlins for liking the song. I, I think Disney it's uh, I think loud. it's uh, catchy, and it's a, a more simple thing. They're they're still kind of simple creatures. Yeah. Um, damn, well, I was asking just... if they liked the movie or they liked the song. That was my question. If they yeah. liked Snow White the movie, oh, or they I think they the... they were enjoying the movie, or else they wouldn't have. Well, sat they down. only got to see they only got to see one reel. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Real four is all that played. <laughs> well, see, that's the that, that's the interesting thing about the Gremlins. So, if if we're gonna throw in a little bit of Gremlins too here, when one of them drinks the brain potion and does an interview, he talks about what the Gremlins want. You know, because they're asked, "Well, what do you guys want?" He's like, "Well, we want what everyone wants, you know, civilization, you know, that kind of thing." And 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 he goes into his spiel. So that's them kind of trying to emulate once again the era they're in and the area they're in and the you know that kind of thing. And that they're just there's just people going to a movie at that point, and they're they're yeah. pretty much play acting. That's at civilized, it. no, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we talk a little bit about? <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll, we'll so, get to that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the. Uh, when they're watching the movie, though, uh, Stripe's little friend wanted uh, some milk duds. Milk duds. And then when he went to go get more popcorn, he yells at him as he's walking, milk duds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So which is, I, I do have a question. Which one's your favorite gremlin? Oh, uh, well, I mean, okay, let's be honest here. There aren't that many uh, unique yeah, gremlins I mean, which, one. Which, there's, which one? There's Gizmo which one and Stripe has the... in this one. You, when yeah. you go into favorite Gremlins, you're really asking about Gremlins too, because that's no, where well, we I'm get asking. the extremes and the variety. I'm asking in this one, like which which one? Like my favorite. Oh, my favorite one that is in this one is I like the one that's dressed up like the mugger in the taffer or the flasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I flasher like makes the. Uh, <laughs> I I think I, I what I thought was funny because it was just like what is I the sure one did. who was like in the fedora chilling by himself in the bar. Yes, I love that one too. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> the one comes up with the puppet. Puppet, yeah. <laughs> There's just so much going on. It's hard yeah. to. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, probably Keaton on Stripe since he gets the screen time. But I mean, yep. if I was if I was watching for that this time, I'd yeah. probably have a different answer. Uh, it's just a full buffet of treats as far as that's yeah. concerned. And before we I get just, too far I, away from it, I want to talk oh, about Gizmo's song as well. I like that song as well. 
I, I have I talked about it from time to time. Have I talked about that on here? No. No. So when I first got my cat, I tried to work on a Pavlovian response. Uh-huh. And every night when she'd be sitting on my lap, I would start whistling that theme. And now, anytime I whistle Gizmo's theme, she will come over and come over for cuddles or hop in my lap or, you know, if she's really busy with something else, she'll like come by for a second and then pop back away. But mm-hmm. if I were to whistle it right now, yeah, I could get her to come over. Aww. It works yeah, 94% of the time. Right? <laughs> it works. If she's in super zoomies the all the time. If there's people over, sometimes it's a little distracting for her, like at first, but hold on. Takes three bar, three times. Or one. Folks, uh, there is a cat. Can confirm cat. So anyway. Yeah. Your first uh, first try kind of sounded yeah. like you were doing the uh, from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Wait, which it was one? In the, it was in the second second half of it. Yeah. Of it. Yeah, but it was all right. Yeah, it was good. I knew what you were doing. I just it just kicked. You it. definitely brought it home at the end there. Yes, yeah. sir. Well, my voice is a little messed up today. Anyway, yeah. it's kind of my cool little connection with Gremlins. Yeah. Um, is it's her it's her call. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it works. And she, you'll see her too. Like if it's like like a room over, and she's like here, and like the second one kicks in, it's like all right, I guess I gotta come over there. Like. <laughs> um. No, the Gizmo theme's awesome. great. Um. I don't know, this whole movie is just freaking fantastic. Uh, I also like obviously also like the, the very beginning. You're talking about the Gizmo theme. I like his pitch that he knows with it because Billy's trying to play it on this little keyboard, and Gizmo mm-hmm. fixes his because <clears throat> Billy doesn't play the right key. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's teaching. Him. He's teaching him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how about our PG-13 connection here? Huh? This is this is the this and Temple of Doom were the catalyst for PG-13. This movie oh, really? Is, PG and two months later, when they released Red Dawn, it was the first PG thirteen. I want PG-13. you to remember that you said that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. My bad. No, 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 no. It's cool. Okay. Um, like always it. a good piece. Of, yeah. Always a good piece of history. Like you know, you watch this and it's PG, and you're like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff to get in a PG. Whenever you'd meet those kids. All right, so. Okay. Here we go. Just to go off the, the, the <laughs> side. Do it. He got he, he he prepared himself in his chair. Everybody, he's ready to roll. <laughs> no, like we, you know, growing up in Western Oklahoma, you had those moderately hyper religious parents whose kids could only watch up to PG. Oh. But you know, if they're not limiting the year, PG certainly had a hell of a range. Uh, you know, like PG now is obviously just farts and uh, rainbows or whatever. But back in the day, man. Are there, are there actually PG movies now? Or does it go from straight from G to PG-13? No, there's, <laughs> to there's, 
there's probably some PG and they're terrible. Um, no, I mean, I'm sure there's some fine ones, whatever. I don't know. What is, what is PG these oh, days? Oh, no, here we go. Uh, well, no, I mean, we can keep talking while we're... <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious. What's the last PG movie that came out that was... Well, while, that while was he looks that up, <laughs> I, I want to talk about what do you guys think happens? Because we get a moment in this movie where it should have been the like doomsday. We almost, it seemed like doomsday, but I would have figured based on the amount of water necessary to create duplicates, the swimming pool would have created far more than what was created. So I, I'm assuming that something is drawn out of the water and makes it more toxic because it does change colors and it stops becoming water at a certain point. So yeah. maybe not the entire pool was going to be able to be utilized because it becomes I, very. <clears throat> I was going to say, or they have a certain like charge at the time, like it might yeah. take, a, they might need to milk that up or something. But no, you're they, right. Like the I think they funk up water the water changes. when they do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sonic because the Hedgehog, I it's... Trolls World Tour. Okay, that's little, Adam's Family animated. Sonic the Hedgehog was not bad. I don't know if anyone no, else has like seen. A, yeah. yeah. Uh so like your Pixar stuff, a lot of it. Okay. PG does fine. I think it's G what? that got it's stupider. A... Yeah, G, G might probably be gone then. <laughs> I think yeah. PG actually is kind of your default. Okay. Um, I was just curious because I, I, no, I didn't I, know. So same. It's not how I usually pick my movies. No, I don't worry about it. I mean, that was that I, just, I was just curious. Of, you need to be aware of the content you're taking in. Your mind may get warped. My mind is warped already, good sir. No! Yeah. Poor Zach. Don't but. go, Frankenstein. GB! GB! Put on the roots! Dude, Hoyt Axon. I don't know, man. Great movie. Uh, I'll tell you something, friend. I'm an inventor. <laughs> so, <laughs> name's Rand Peltzer. Since uh, I, I know we've, I, I feel like uh, I've not done my duty in a while. So I want, I want to bring this up. Uh, how would it have been a great movie if we'd seen a crossover between the Gremlins and Ernest? Yes. You know, maybe a, like, a different I, version of Ernest Scared Stupid or something. I, I mean, I know, I mean, we're kind of like stretch and pull that in right now, I think. But yeah, it would have been amazing. Yeah. Like the kind of antics they could get in together. Yeah. Oh, he could have uh, been the dad, pretty good dad in this one. Yeah. I also. He's a bit, he's a bit uh, young at the time, but. but he was barely in the movie and didn't interact with the gremlins at all. So right. Waste. Yeah. All he saw was the, uh, the aftermath. Yeah. The skeleton of, or the, the goo of stripe as he popped out of the, you were correct. Both times (laughs) skeleton and goo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Skelegoo. Skelegoo. All I learned is that the gremlins, that stripe can't shoot for anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Billy. Billy. but he knows yep. how to use a camcorder 
Yeah. <laughs> well, they're they're I, consumer friendly. Like, yeah. I also uh, another thing I like about this is how just the sheer chaos when the gremlins first come out and the police are driving down the road and they're not taking Billy serious <laughs> and then they see it and there's the sheer chaos going on everywhere. Hey, it's in so and so Santa. What's he got all over him? I don't. I don't want to be anymore here, here anymore, Sheriff. Let's go back to the station. I don't want to be here anymore. Go back to the station. <laughs> yeah, like the the deputy after running into the gremlins became corrupt and moved to Albuquerque <laughs> to work for Los po Pollos Hermanos. Pollos Hermanos. He isn't Breaking Bad, so anybody doesn't know. He's great. <laughs> I was. I was. I was following what you were putting down. I was my feeling camera's, my camera's going nuts right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, anyway, Brian, Jesus. you have a sweet treat for this movie. You want the sweet treat already? Oh yeah, yeah sir. Think... We haven't been going by a while, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have um, a bit of a two-parter. I was going to go with this originally, and then I was like, wait a minute. So I'll start with the light stuff, you know, a bit of a Mrs. Deagle background, you know, because we, well, we know about Ms. Deagle. Well, she's grumpy and she's, she's mean and she's got all the money. Well, it turns out <clears throat> that Ms. Deagle was once married to uh, a rich Wall Street guy who was like, he 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 was corrupt or whatever. Like he he actually was. I believe he went to prison or something. He he did he did bad stuff uh, with money. So it looks like they may have been two peas of a pod. You know that kind of thing. And uh, and then and then she turns out to be some cat lady with no kids. <laughs> So I'm like, I wonder how that works out. Is it they didn't have enough time to get a family? Maybe they couldn't have kids. Maybe that's where she's got a bit of a, a chip on her shoulder, and that's why she's always grumpy about anything that has remotely anything to do with children, like the cow carolers. You know, Billy's young; he brings his dog in. She she hates dogs, you know, but she loves cats, that kind of thing. And I was like, this is kind of weak, but I'm gonna go with it anyway. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The old man in the china shop. Weird. Let me think. And then the, his grandson, right? The way his grandson dresses, you know who it reminds me of? Short round. That's what Temple I was thinking. Doom. I was like, the old man is probably short round. <laughs> <laughs> Overproduced. Right yeah. after Temple of Doom was released. I exactly. Mean. What I'm talking about here is he's got all these because when I when when you walk in there, I would I would have gone ape shit because that was all kinds of old stuff that was really cool. Right? So he pretty much was like in the business with Indiana Jones. And as we know, Indiana Jones movies, it's a lot of supernatural stuff. I don't think any one of them has something that isn't supernatural in it. You got you got your Ark of the Covenant. You got your uh, stones that glow, and they do some obvious some like karma stuff. Yeah, and, mean, and then the you got your, your own religion, huh? They're all religious artifacts in the first yeah. three. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He does religious stuff, and of course they go off the deep end with the aliens, crystal, and the crystal skull. skull. 
<laughs> but um, uh, yeah. So it's totally feasible that this is the same universe as Indiana Jones. Nice. Yep. And a Mogwai is just another thing that Short Round picked up along the way, along you know, in in the circle yep. of uh, adventurers that travel the globe. Which probably mm-hmm. means it's also kind of like a, you know, a Lovecraftian kind of thing, because that's um, a lot. What a Lovecraft, a lot of Lovecraft's tales are like a bunch of adventurer investigators is what they're referred to as. But like, yeah, so yeah, it's it's feasible that the old man is short round because the time kind of works out because that was like pre World War Two, the Indiana Jones <laughs> stuff. I like and this it. is the '80s, and short round was probably what? Uh, I think he was twelve, train. ten yeah. to twelve. Yeah. So that this would be like fifty years later. So he'd been like sixty-two. Yeah. Yeah. So. Very yeah. Nice. Old man in the china shop is short round, selling his goods that belong in a museum. Belong in a museum. Like that chess set he had, that rock and chess set. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, true. there's no evidence one... whatsoever, but, but yeah, the timeline fits. <laughs> <laughs> there's one thing about this movie that upsets me every time I watch it, and I overlook it most of the time, but it's when they're going to burn down the theater, and the uh, real four ends, and it's just the white light, and you see the gremlins chasing them. Oh, but they, the bright light from that, just the bulb shining was like, hey, what? yeah. I mean, if they're not looking at it though, it's their eyes and they're facing away from it. Um, I guess that's it. But I love the shot of the. I love the shot of all of them coming up to the screen, screen and slashing the screen, and it's kind of like the reverse of what you think it is and stuff. Like, yeah, uh huh. That's, cool. that's a dope shot. Yeah, I like I like it. That's just the only thing. It's like the bright light on their back. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good use of the animated effect. Yeah. Great. That's a good point. No, I mean, yeah, because it doesn't, bright light doesn't kill them. They just don't like it. So Except for the uh, flash from the camera. <laughs> the flash gun. I don't think the flash from the camera was killing them. I think it was just stunning them. There was one where it turned like, them into, them a, into Yeah, and a I noticed. Uh, yeah, that, that, was in, two. that was in uh, two. <clears throat> when they went a little wacky, they kind of broke the medics, metaphysics yeah. on that one. But, um, I like the uh, she was using those old school flashes. It had like a load of five or whatever. Did you notice the that Polaroid? Yeah, the Polaroid. The yeah, they had the the bulb load on the top. So she was working on limited ammo. It's like she might as well have been using a six shooter at that point. Right. That <laughs> got I her out. about yeah, those. That's old. That's awesome. <clears throat> Dated. All right. Uh, let's pair this movie with something for your viewing pleasure on an evening when you're saying, we're going to watch Gremlins and we're also going to watch X. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan, I'm curious what you're going to pair it with. Well, I had a lot of thoughts and I thought I'd secured it, you know, because I was like, yeah, we'll pick this one. I was like, cool. And then as we were going along, I was like, wait, I thought of a better one that I would rather watch it with. <clears throat> so we're going to start off with Gremlins. All right. And then we're going to watch Krampus. Enough said. Yeah, Brian, that was uh, on my list of picks as well. <laughs> Zach, what what uh, 
stands well, out for you. Okay, so since Brian took Krampus, I'm going to take this in another direction, and I'm going to go with another amazing Christmas movie that was yeah. made. That's funny, and I'm going to pair this with Home Alone. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to start with Home Alone and end with Gremlins because I like Gremlins more than I like Home Alone. So, but that's and even like the kitchen scene feels a lot kind of like Home Alone, you know, mm-hmm. where she's fighting her way through and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I thought about Home Alone as well. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna get Arthur, the, uh, huh? What are you gonna pair it with? <laughs> I, I think I'll enjoy the Dick Miller fest, um, and uh, we'll go Gremlins to start and then end it with Chopping Mall, where it gets a little scene in there, but. <laughs> Uh, okay. Just, just kind of a fun midnight movie to go on top of it. Uh, not really Christmassy by any means, but um, it's go just with honorable kind of... mention. Honorable mention. Uh, my original pick was going to be uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I yeah. thought about that one too, Brian. I had yeah. three. I came yeah. in with three, just in case y'all took one or took yeah. them. <laughs> All right, uh, let us rank them. Uh, yeah. So here you got the last one podcast. Go on your spiel, Arthur. I got what a feeling. Zach? I want you to cut loose. You got it. Okay, here on the Lost Remote Podcast, we rank movies from the best, but the, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you lost, you lost your shot in my turn. Yeah, I lo- I've lost it. Hey, folks, here yeah, on the Lost Remote Podcast, we like to rank our films from best to worst. That is one to bottom of the list however long the season goes and we're going to start one to sundown yeah one to sundown <laughs> that's right now that was that's on recording that zach said that it was Arthur or <laughs> that's because y'all have it as your bottom movie for me it's yeah. one to double dragon <laughs> we're ranking uh, it between ghostbusters and double dragon yeah pretty uh, much ghostbusters to sundown <laughs> So I'll go ahead and step up. Um, Hit it. uh, This is going to be a tough one, I think. Yeah, so what's interesting is both you and I, Brian, still have a movie from last Christmas hanging out on our list. Yeah, what what was Uh, mine? They're in our top three, I mean. Scrooge. Batman Returns. Yep. So my bottom three are from third to worst to worst, our basket case two, scary movie and sundown. My top three from best to third is Ghostbusters, Batman Returns, and Monster Squad. This is going to third. We're going to be looking at, I think, Ghostbusters, Batman Returns, and Gremlins. Yeah, I think Batman Returns still hangs in there. It's just a little, even though I like my wacky. Uh, what's interesting, I got to work through my feelings over Gremlins 2 here. If we, when we get to it, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I'm putting Gremlins in third tonight. Hmm. Let's go next. So you have two movies from 1984 in your top three. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, Arthur... I'm going to copy that, and actually, this is going to be my number three as well. And knockout, I believe it's Monster Squad, is my third. So Zach's top three were Ghostbusters, Lost Boys, and Monster Squad. Yeah, this will knock Monster Squad out of my top three. Uh, 
So you have two movies from 1984 in your top three. My top three are all from the 80s. What? Let's get what? Into your top three are Ghostbusters, New Nightmare, Batman Returns. Shall I continue? Yeah, give me a few more. Polter, gr, 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 Geist, Adam's Family Values, Scrooge. Uh, I like this better than Adam's Family Values. Okay, but not more than Poltergeist? No. Okay. Just out of the top three for Brian. It's just, you know, my, my top list is ridiculous. It's going to be it's going to be hard to shake it up. Shake it out. Why is it we're going to get DMCA'd or? <laughs> I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Seems like you were because that singing was fantastic. Oh, everyone wants to rule the world. It's true. I've, I, I would like to write a ballad about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come on, come on. No. Take on me. Come on. Mm-hmm. I can do that usually, not with my throat right now. <laughs> no. no I, was, uh, uh, I should just try to talk in only movie t- or music titles. <laughs> titles for the rest of the... Hey, girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Uh, I am really uh, interested in you closing this out doing that. All right. All right, folks. <laughs> November rain. All right, folks. <laughs> Poor war. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not, Thomas. Um, <laughs> or pigs. I, feel, I still feel like we didn't distill why Gremlins rules as much as we just said it rules, and that happens sometimes. Yeah, I uh, think it's just fantastic. It's classic. Everybody should go watch it. Well, if, uh... here's, here's the problem with this movie. It's like anyone we've ever talked to is has seen it, you know, but then there's people who haven't yeah. seen it. You know what I'm gonna say on Christmas? I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, hey, uh, hey Renee, uh, ha- have any of the nieces seen Gremlins? No, Remedy. Okay, like, so real quick, yeah. Uh-huh. Depending on the age, because I was while watching it, I was gonna text my buddy and be like, hey, has has your kid watched it yet? And then you get to the scene where she's talking about Santa, you know, her dad and stuff. Well, and you got the, the, the you line got the fast of, forward for a second there. So I was going to say, there's the line of, and that's when I knew there was no Santa Claus. So I would just say, make sure to prep anyone, <laughs> kids, that, you know, that scene could come up and how they want to handle it. You know, that movie is kind of contradictory, right? Don't you think? Oh, so well, here she is amidst all these monsters, and now she's like, you know, Santa's not real. Like, uh, I would, I'd give a little bit more credence to the existence of Santa Claus if something like that <laughs> would happen. I don't well, know. I mean, I, when her your dad enough. dies in your chimney, yeah, <laughs> that's that, 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 that just proves that, uh, you know, daddy's that not was... Santa Claus. <laughs> that, that also proves that she was not a very good girl. <laughs> that's one hell of a lump of coal. Wow. Phoebe <laughs> Cates is the best girl, dude. So that's the only thing I would say on that. Um, you know, just give them the old prep to figure out how they want to handle it. Um, yeah, so Christmas stuff. 
I recommend checking out from Shutter last year the uh, Creep Show Christmas episode. There's this uh, gathering of the shapeshifters. It's like a shapeshifters anonymous meeting. It's all I'm really going to go into, but it's hot damn, it's worth a watch. It's the wildest Christmas special on something I've seen. Um, uh, from my couple things, I always try to make sure I see. Um, Got to do some Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas here. I'm trying to think on our schedule. Are we are we should show us threeing it again? Um, I thought we were planning on it. It's tough. Check. tough to, um, if we show us three, we will have to push somebody's. That's that's the point I was going to make. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just I'm just kind yeah. of worried about the list. I mean, I know there's an endless, not endless, but there's a lot of Christmas movies. I just don't know how we're going to top. Well, we'll change up the uh, we'll change up the the uh, requirements. I'll, yeah, I'll, well, yeah, I'll, yeah. Just a... I'm just like, man. So, line. okay, so Brian. Yeah. Do you want to pick a Christmas-based movie and we switch spots, or do you want me to, or do we just not worry about the order of it and we do a Christmas one after Christmas? Uh, you, you, I think we'll just stick with the order we usually do, which means you're next. And if you guys want me to pick a Christmas movie, I'll pick one. If we want to just move on, I'm fine with that too. It's well, if cool. you had one in mind, I'd be happy. Actually, to no, I didn't. So, it, it, okay. you know, I'll, if you want me to have one, I'll have one that's specifically for Christmas. I want you to come up with a New Year's one. New Year's one? Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, Terror Trace. Not very <laughs> the, the other option's not good either. It's just not great. But yeah. let's do Edward Scissorhands next week. Okay. And uh, what are we viewing on that? Huh? Where are we watching that? It's like Amazon Prime has it available. Okay. Cool. Uh, so get those tissues ready because it's <sighs> it's a sweet one. I I get a little emotional on it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You guys have anything else you're gonna plan on watching as we enter the season? Hmm. No, I will watch Christmas Vacation. <laughs> it's too bad there was never like a uh, like a Friday the Thirteenth like winter camp or something. Um, there's a fan series, uh, yeah. Never Hike Alone, and then Never Hike in the Snow, and then Never Hike in the Snow has some cool snow death stuff. But like, it'd be fun to have the people at camp over like a. Christmas lights and there's just not good slasher stuff at Christmas. It feels like other than Jack Frost. One of my, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Cheap. I said great. Yeah. Uh, oh wow! Even old what's her face looked like she was about to laugh her ass off in the shower scene yeah. <laughs> in that movie. She does. She's like, how do I take this? Yeah, Shannon Liz. She's like, how do I take this seriously? <laughs> what's what are you finding out there, Zach? Yeah. Um, well, I was just checking to confirm that Edward Scissorhands is on Prime, but it's also on Disney Plus and Roku and like a several other streaming apps for free. There you go. Um, wide variety. Sounds like no excuse, folks. <laughs> well, it's that time again. Old Blue sitting by the fire. To... Um. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? Anything? Uh, we're gonna be watching uh, Mr. Otter's jug band instead 
of his Edward Scissorhands. Just kidding. We could do it. No. All right. Ryan, you want to take us home? Gee. I feel like, folks, we could talk about not going down the chimney. We could talk about, you know, not getting the mogwai wet, you know, check your clock. We could do, there's tons of stuff in this movie. But, you know, I don't think anyone ever really talks about the dad. And he never, he even takes it seriously, which is a, a terrible sign. Because it means he 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 believes the rules because he's obviously seen the effect of the light at least. When someone sells you a creature that you have not seen before and doesn't look like anything else on Earth for the most part, and it has these very specific and unusual rules. I think you might want to ask a few more questions. Like, what happens if? Because he knew what would happen with sunlight. It would kill him. But he had no idea what would happen if he got it wet or feed it after midnight. I feel like there were red flags ignored. So don't ever ignore the red flags when buying an unusual creature. Mary.